So you're going to turn that up a little bit. <laughs> Let me try. Can y'all hear that? It played through, didn't it? You said what? So it played through, didn't it? I don't know if it only stuck to my headphones because I never put Bluetooth headphones on my <laughs> laptop. Um, yeah, I think we were both playing it to be honest. So <laughs> I don't know. That's why I was like, "Can you hear it?" Like, I don't. It's playing in my headphones as well. So I don't know either that or we just wasted a minute in silence. <laughs> it is what it is. Nah, it played. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered. Um, I am Brittany. I am joined by my co-host, DeAndre. What's up, y'all? And we are joined by a very familiar face. Shaq, how are you? I'm fine. How's everybody? <laughs> we are well. I mean, you know, I could complain, but it's a waste of breath. All right. <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, so as usual, let's start with our mental health check-in. How has your week been? What you been up to? I think you should go yeah. Oh, man. Mine I thought that is... was a natural transition. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to have the guests go first this time. But uh, mine, mine is not too good right now. Uh, no, starting a new job. Just got the whole first paycheck. So, like, bills hit me, rent hit me, all that jazz. And I'm, like, getting by on little bits. Other than that, I can't complain. I feel that. Um, yeah, I mean, last week, was it's very much so the same as this week. Shit's looking a little better. There's, like, the light at the end of the tunnel. We're working towards that. Last week, it was very much so a tunnel. Um, <laughs> but I can see the end of it, so that's cool. Um, but, yeah, I think, in general, my last week has been, it's been pretty chill. It's yeah, I mean tomorrow. Tomorrow is a holiday, right? Four twenty. Four twenty. Oh yeah, that's what tomorrow is. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, but besides that, yeah, no, I've been I've been good. But Shaq, how have you been? Long time no see. Like we've talked, but like see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been good. Um. Last time I last time I was here, I was still looking for a job. I just got a new job. Um, I'm working at a hospital mm -hmm. called Kings County, oh, and nice. I'm just waiting for my schedule right now. School has been good, you know. I stopped the. I'm not sure if everybody, the viewers know, but I stopped the pod due to school, and it conflicted with school. And yeah, the class that the class that I have on Tuesdays, you know. I'm doing well in my classes. I'm just enjoying. Everything has just been good, you know? 
That's, that's what's good. up, man. I'm glad. It's you look a little there. happier. I can see it. Yeah. Oh, you can see the glow. You just I don't know. <laughs> the glow up. <laughs> Cut the fade off and everything. Look a little happier. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing better. You know. That's what's up. That's what's up. So today's episode is about religion in the black community. And um, so last week we, for the first time, and I mentioned this, we kind of reached out to different podcast networking Facebook groups, and we had an incredible panel of other podcasters that joined us. Um, this week we wanted to hop out there and try a couple different other groups, because to be honest, I don't even think we reached out to the same group of people but we tried a couple different other groups and it we didn't get as much feedback on this topic as we did our last, which is fine. I um, anticipated that to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't like me complaining, but this is me like pointing out <laughs> the significance of talking about this topic because it's clearly taboo enough where no one wants to talk about it. Like Shaq reached out to me today to talk about it, but in general, for the past week, you know, there hasn't been much on it. So I'm really, I'm glad that we get to dive into it. I think, I think this is going to be a great conversation. So <laughs> I'm excited. Um, but I do want to kind of preface this conversation. I'm going to start this way because I know my, my co-hosts, <laughs> but um, that this conversation is in, in no way or form to trash. Christianity or religion, um, but I do think it's important that we talk about how religion is weaponized within our community um, and how, I mean, it's it's origins and how that kind of, uh, I don't know, in a sense, I guess we'll get into it, right? <laughs> the origins of Christianity and how that affects us in the long term. So I guess jumping into it, like, let's talk about the origins of Christianity. Um, anyone want to start off? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure when Christianity began, per se. But I know it was always a practice that was throughout um, uh, West Africa and the Middle East in that time period. In a, in the early time period, um, I know. Christianity itself started after like Christ was killed. That's when they labeled it Christianity. Prior to that, it was just a religious belief shared by, you know, Hebrews and the people in that area. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think more so on the, the origins of Christianity in the black community. Like, like you said, it did start in the West African, like, I don't want to fuck that up. I actually, <laughs> but it did start in those areas, right? But as far as being in the Black American home um, and being where it is today, um, it started that specific point. It started with slavery in the Black American home. It started with slavery. Um, but prior to even slavery, that's how. Um, that was a way that. It, it was, uh, you know, it was spread through Africa. That was a way that, that's how it was spreading throughout the world prior to slavery. And then when slavery happened, that's when, you know, we all converted to Christ while we were in America, you know, while we were under the 
Christian rule. That's when it all began. When um, <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure the date, but it was around the time where the the uh, the Catholic Church became became a world power. Yeah, and I guess um, before we just kind of jump into history, because that just like immediately was like, let's hop here. <laughs> we can talk about just how religion has affected our lives personally. What is our relationship with religion? Um, and DeAndre, if you want to kick it off. Oh, man. Uh, definitely raised Christian, had mad family. Uh, I worked in the church and my aunt, my grandma, a couple cousins. So that was just like a normal thing for the mo uh, for the most part. Um, I'd say how it affected me. <laughs> um, and I went along with it as a kid until I was like around eight years old, and I started to question it more and more. And the more I questioned it, the less it made sense, and nobody could give me like a real concrete answer for it. Yeah, I um, I was raised Catholic and I went to Catholic school from, I mean, I went to Montessori and then I went to a Catholic private school from kindergarten until 11th grade. So I, I, it's always been a major part of my life. If it wasn't me going to church with like my family, it was through school. Like every, I think it was once a month we had mass that we, you know, mandated that we had to go to through school. So it's kind of always been shoved down my throat. Like, it, it had no choice. Like, I mean, within the religion, you're given a choice. So you're baptized into it at birth, which is different than Christianity. But like, you know, very early in life, you're baptized into it. And then around eighth grade, so 12, 13, you have confirmation which is supposed to be you choosing it. But like when you go to Catholic school, it's it's not a choice. It's it's what everyone else in your class is doing. Like it's you know what I mean? That's like not going to graduation. Around, of course. You could not go to graduation or you could graduate with everybody else because that's that's what we're doing. Um so then you choose that um at confirmation and from there that's you as an adult within the religion and like be you know choosing it so in eighth grade i had one of my teachers tell me that everything in the bible was just a story and that it's supposed to have a moral to the story but like none of this was real and for like everything you've been told and everything you've been taught going to religion class every single day to be told to you that it's like now this is just a book like a book of fables um it was just one of those things that's like okay so as an adult, I consider myself agnostic. Um, I do not believe in organized religion. I just, I don't understand. The stories are the same for the most part. <laughs> like, so to claim that one is like better than the other or more knowledgeable than the other makes no sense to me. Um, but I do believe in spirituality. I do believe in a higher power. I pray, I do all of that. But going to church is not and will not be a part of my children's life. It's not a part of mine. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's my life <laughs> in a nutshell, <laughs> my religious experiences. Um, how about you, Shaq? Um, I was born on a Thursday. 
and I was in church that Saturday. <laughs> um, I was I was born into a Seventh Day Adventist a Seventh Day Adventist family in Jamaica, so um, our practices were more stricter, you know, like um, our practices our practices were more stricter because you know um, my family is big on religion. My my mother is big on religion. My father. My grandmother, it's it's the whole, all of us is, well, all of them, because I'm not really big on religion. Um, I have, uh, uh, I was, how do I say this? Personally, for me, religion impacted, my best memories of childhood was in the church. So it's not really, <laughs> I don't really have a hate relationship with it. But like DeAndre, around, oh, like seven eight, nine, around that time period. No, it was nine. It was nine. Around nine, I started questioning the church. I started questioning religion. And I had family members that were Muslim. And like, you know, I started talking to them more. And then I started realizing that, hey, it's the same thing. The only difference is they don't believe that Jesus is, you know, the son of God. He's just another prophet like Muhammad, like John the Baptist. So... I started deep diving deep into that and it was and I would say a point in my life I was consumed by it because I all I did was research religion and stuff like that and like try to pull the dots together and and see what religion was in general yeah I and I think that's important and that's something I was telling Jamal that I want from okay <laughs> Oh, my boy got disconnected, man. <laughs> um, but that's what I was telling Jamal for the kids, that I want them to learn about every religion. I don't want them to have to subscribe to any one religion. Honestly, it's to me, it's kind of like political beliefs. Like, people are Republican because their parents are Republican. And then nobody cares to actually learn about what they're voting for. They just kind of go for it. And then that's a blanketed statement, obviously. But in general that's how it goes and it's the same for religion I think, oh. welcome back <laughs> i think or um view on that differs differently um i think i don't think you choose religion i think it's more so everybody has their spiritual awakening and everybody has their their moment where I, I, I won't say everybody, but spiritual people have their spiritual awakening and they have a moment where they start to question things. They, they have that point in life, they start to question things, like they start to look into things and then they just have, boom, that moment where everything just makes sense for them. And some people find that through religion, some people they just find God in different ways, but I feel like we all at some point find God in our lives, even like um. Atheists, they always they 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 find they find God, but they don't really view it as God. They find what they call the universe. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my opinion on it. No, and I I agree. When I say the choice, I mean the choice to subscribe to so spiritual spirituality and believing, like I said, a higher power. Like I identify as agnostic for that very reason, because I believe in all of that. I just don't think 
putting the title of a religion on. That's where I said the choice is. So if your parents are both Buddhist, you're going to be raised that way. Like it's in you, you either subscribe to it completely or you question it and you break off. Um, And it's the same, I believe, as like being raised Republican or, you know, any other thing like that, where that's what you're engulfed in. So you either go with it or you question it and you do your own thing. So I completely agree with you. I do feel like you you have those experiences and that it exists. It's the putting the title on it, the honestly, in my life, the people who have hurt me the most are the people who are the most religious. So um, and so when I see that it it turns me off. Cause it's like, you're not, you're not being a good representative of your, of, of the set you claim. <laughs> that's just how it feels like, yeah, I'm gonna just go back home and do my thing. Cause what you're doing out here and the way you're representing yourself is despicable. So <laughs> everybody follows the good book, you know? Yeah. But they, they claim it. So it's hard for me to tell you what you're doing at home if that's what you're yelling you're doing. And meanwhile, you're being a very shitty human being. Like, I can only go off of what your word is. And your word is the Bible this, Bible that. I go to church. Like, honestly, I'm not even going to hold you since we talk personally. My stepmother, my dad's uh, wife, I really, and me calling her stepmother on air is like cringe. But... (laughs) My father's wife (laughs) um, is a very religious person and she has done and said some of like the most manipulative and like mean spirited things and then has immediately turned to like going to the house and playing her piano and like singing choir tones like the disconnect right but that's not just her there's so many other people. That's the basis of the religion. Right. And that's what we're here to talk about, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly of religion. Um, And people weaponizing it. Some people use it as a moral compass. Other people use it as a justification for hate. I'm not going to talk about the hate part, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we get in a good, bad, and ugly. That's part of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the thing is, it is the, the hate part. It's the being told that, you know, you're going to go to hell for whatever the fuck. When meanwhile, like you're born out of wedlock um, and your parent did crack at some point in time in their life. However, you're <laughs> telling me that because I cheated on this test or I'm acting out that I'm going to go to hell. And you use that as a threat. Like, (laughs) it's the child that's born out of wedlock for me. I mean, but that's the situation because that's what it ends up being. It ends up being, and don't get me wrong, it's the overworked, extremely exhausted single parent that is leaning on their religion to get through life because shit's fucking stressful. You need something. But they're also using that to demonize their children. As opposed and to in and people in general, yes, but in the household, right? Um, and like, but not applying it to themselves 
it's almost as if they're exempt because they subscribe to that thought process. So because this is bad, I because I did it, I'm exempt because I believe. I, like, I don't know. I'm trying to like put the pieces together myself as I'm talking. <laughs> like, it just uh, it doesn't make you. sense. <laughs> now I got your point. Some people feel like because I follow the good book, you know, I'm exempt from going to hell because I pray a little bit after saying the most fucked up shit I've ever said in my life, you know? Like they will tell you, go to hell, you're going, you're going to die. Yeah. And then they just go home, dear Lord. <laughs> and be like, yeah, man, my soul is safe. I repented. Exactly. And then using the Bible as a way to, to put people down, like obviously, and we even talked about this in our first episode with um, the LGBT community. Um, they the fact that they use certain parts of the Bible to tell them that they are essentially the worst sinners in the in the world, <laughs> that nothing will redeem their soul, while telling them that their God is a forgiving God, and He loves everyone. Oh yeah, that nigga not that forgiving. But at the despite uh, them revising it to change pedophilia to to uh what's it called homosexuality but yeah, it's another argument well and then that's the other thing like the bible's not a uh it's a it's a here it's it's a book so of course my stories it's a book and powerful men. many 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 books of that bible have been taken out because we're not we're not to to know what they said <laughs> the book um, of Enoch so, is one of those taken out <sighs> nice yeah. little about Abraham's father. Yeah. So Jamal had said not to count the stories of rape and child murder. Um, I mean, yeah, like the Bible says a lot of things. And it's, I mean, it says a lot of things that are not pro woman oh, <laughs> in any way, so shape, or form. Yeah, exactly. they, weren't fan, they weren't exactly fans of women back then. Oh yeah, if, if I catch you, there's a segment in the Bible that says if I catch you um, mounting my daughter without her consent, if you pay me a certain amount, you can marry her, and she is now yours. Imagine being forced to marry somebody that just did you like that. The Bible is just a wild. The, the Christian mind is a wild thing. Okay, the early Christian mind is a wild thing. But how early is the mindset? Because I, I I feel like it, it it's not too far. It's universal though, like the spread. But of, universal doesn't mean that it's right. Oh no, of course not. <laughs> so racism right. is also universal. <laughs> no, when I, say, um, when I say universal, I'm talking about the mentality. Like it's it's to the point where these. Uh, these fanatics, as I like to call them, these fanatics are justifying everything. Like the KKK is the biggest example of those in, um, Christian fanatics, bro. Them, those those guys be wilding. Like we've seen them wilding. Mm-hmm. You, your skin is black. You got to go, brother. That kind of wilding. Right. But, we, it, but they use the same Bible that black people use to to you know project onto others 
Amen. It's the same Bible. The Bible says the same thing in different places. You know, (laughs) like they're taking one section, but it's all in the same book. And it's just like for me to 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 subscribe to this and be like, yep, everything in there is like if that's the case, literally no one is going to make it to heaven. Like there's no one. Zero people. Like even the Jehovah's Witnesses have a certain (laughs) number. Shaq, I know you. We know you on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I may not know you in real life, real life, but I know enough. Okay. So like, I mean, even Jehovah's Witnesses have a certain number of like heaven spots that this, that they feel like there's still space because that's how shitty of a, like, you, you really have to be a perfect person from birth or from from baptism or I honestly I'm not even about to speak on someone's religion and piss them off however it it's it's just like the standard of who you have to be as a person to make it to heaven if the bible is what we're going off of we ain't making it so what 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 is what what Shaquille on a side note, <laughs> before Shaq tries to save himself, um, if you've ever watched the show The Good Place, it tackles that whole ideology perfectly. I love I love, I love The Good Place. Oh my God, that show is phenomenal. We own every Funko Pop. <laughs> I just want to say, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a man of the cloth, as a man of the Bible, I have read the Bible extensively, mm-hmm. and I want you to know, if King David... If King David can get into heaven, it's not that hard. Do you know what King David did? I do. Exactly. But I just I just don't. You just genuinely. have to repent and genuinely mean it. Mm. You know what? I was, but I you could be the shittiest person in the world. <laughs> Bro. But in that moment of that death, moment, if you are being pure. In that moment, it's like Thor's hammer. You could have done anything in life, but as long as you have a brave moment of genuine love. But if that's the case, then I don't need to subscribe to anything else for like while I'm alive. While I'm alive, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But on my deathbed. Yeah. As long as you say sorry. sorry. As long no. (laughs) So then that literally that literally (laughs) thank you, DeAndre. As long like look, I know as a heinous human being. But my bad, bro. Am I good? Hey, hey. <laughs> your boy. You're like, we cool? Like, Come on. <laughs> like, I already got, I already got my We should not bro. be laughing this hard on this episode. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all. I'm telling we are y'all. offending someone right now. The minute oh, well. I'm it. <laughs> you know when, when I'm like 70 and I get that one cough and I'm like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to delete his internet history. But the worst part about that is that as hard as you're repenting and as genuine as you might be, there are, I'm not even about to put a number on it, but there are a lot of fucking people who are not about to forgive that. (laughs) You might be repenting, but that shit ain't hitting me in my house 100 miles away. (laughs) You pissed me off 10 years ago. (laughs) You know what I think? So it's like now you're leaving me with that to heal. But you in heaven? Like, that don't sit right with me. <laughs> Bro, you know what I'm thankful for? What you thankful for? It ain't like the Egyptian the Egyptian heaven. The Egyptian gates of heaven. You know what they gotta do to repent? 
there's a there's there's a nigga with a with a with a with a scale on the left side. You put your heart on the right side. It's a feather. <laughs> your heart weighs less than the feather, and it's equal. You're valid, and you're valid in the afterlife. That's crazy because the organ of a heart is like seven pounds. <laughs> you have to have lived your life purely with no evil intentions. Like, yeah, and like as beautiful and poetic as that is, it's not realistic. It sounds not. like a fable. <laughs> so it, it's hard to hear that as like a free thinking adult and say, that sounds more realistic than Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Hey, man. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping it real with you. Like, it sounds as crazy to me as any other fable or fairy tale that I would tell my children as a bedtime story so that they can learn a good heartwarming lesson and go to bed feeling good. I, I do feel like, like a lot of people feel like if you're not religious or you don't subscribe to a certain religion, um, that you can't be a good person. But I think that's what it is about <laughs> is creating good people and not weaponizing it and being an evil person behind it. Because at the end of the day, like I was told by, I don't even remember her name because I'm old and I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was told by my teacher in eighth grade that they're stories and they're stories to make you a morally sound good person so taking those stories and picking and choosing what you want to talk about today and what you want to make someone feel bad about today to me i think is honestly disgusting <laughs> like with a straight face like it's just wow <laughs> bro today my congregation we would like to talk about you niggas in the congregation. It's like, right? damn, you have me crying because you picked this one line <laughs> to talk about for 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, I'm Catholic. Like, honestly, mass is over in 45 minutes. I'm going to keep it real. An hour, we fidget in. What is going on? However, I have been to many, 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 many Christian churches. And um, now nah, they be talking for a minute. No, That's you, know you just sparked up a, a point I meant to mention a while ago. It is fucking wrong to expect a kid to get up at six in the morning to go to church at eight in the morning to be there till damn near three in the afternoon that is. and punish them <laughs> for fucking sleeping. That is wrong. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Um, I never had I that experience. I was up early, but we were done. Like if we got there at eight, we were done by nine. There was also a 10 o'clock that was done by 11. Um, and then the 12 o'clock. And <laughs> that's how they ran. How many the white people were there? They were, they were all white. I'm from Michigan. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> I can do you one better. I can do you one better. We, I would get up at six o'clock, be at church for seven. Um, the, the, the singing, all of that, the sermon. Then we leave, we eat, and then we come back for the evening segment of church, uh -uh. where we split up and we discuss the Bible. <laughs> and we split up and discuss the Bible, and from, I would say four o'clock, to eight in the night, and then we just walk home, and. We would have biblical debates about morality, religion, <laughs> stuff like that. 
And we would go into, and you had different groups. You had Esther, you had Mary, you had different sections of the church where we would debate and have these conversations. And you know me, I lived for that part of the church. Absolutely. You're like, why did we get to fight? I was there. <laughs> I was there choosing violence. I was asking them, yo. I remember, I remember this. Oh, I won't bait up his weight. Ain't nobody going to know this, man. Brother Murray. <laughs> he, was talking about the, he was talking about what is wrong with the generation of men. Why are they so weak to the flesh? I'm like, hey, hey, hey Brother Murray, let me rap with you real quick. Ain't that your side check right there? Like, ain't that your other side check right there? You got to And that's your wife. Mm. So if we weak to the flesh, what are y'all? <clears throat> Man, they had to take me out that church because that man was heated. He was like, "Ain't no yeah, laughing." Like, you said an hour in and out. And he can repent, right? He he good. <laughs> Actually, you don't even have to repent. The Lord allows you, <laughs> right? Because he's a man of the Lord. Like, yes, got you. The Lord mm-hmm. allows you to take on right. lives. I hear you. As long as you can afford them. I hear you. Yeah. Um, but I have had, like I like I said, I have had those experiences, like just in general. Um, my parents have been separated since I was eight, and most of the women my dad have dated have been in the church, and when he had us, we would go to church. So I've been to Sunday school. I've had those, like, long days. It's not for me. Uh, <laughs> for none of us. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me get a choice. <laughs> no, Shaq just said he enjoyed it. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I should enjoy arguing. He didn't out. enjoy the service. I just want to point out that our church lives differed greatly. You're right. My first kiss was in Sunday school, so I enjoy church. Eh, okay. Um, so you had brought up a good point prior to that <laughs> about how, you know, pastor had his wife and his side chick and whatever else going on um, in the Catholic church. And this is something that is very well known. Oh, uh, there is priests that touch little boys. That's That's been a thing. Um, and to me, Though those people, much like honestly, much like police officers, <laughs> um, they don't they don't catch the heat that they should catch for the oh, shit no, that they're not, doing. Not. And um, I really think that's why like religion makes me feel uncomfortable because <laughs> they're protected by the Lord. religion. They are protected. Yeah, by a lot of people who subscribe to yes. the idea that they are closer to the Lord than they are. Yes. <laughs> That's why the Pope can get away with that. He is he is the he is Saint Peter reincarnated. He can get away with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've been having this discussion with people in the church for a long, long time. What's the difference between a priest and Charles Manson? Like, what's the what's what's really the difference between them? They both are very religious, you know. 
they both manipulated. I'm talking about the priests that are into pedophilia and stuff like that. I mean, they just have very different body counts. I think that's the big difference. <laughs> you guys are but never do they? Okay, but do they? You guys anyway. are never getting monetized. <laughs> but do they? This one might not make it, <laughs> but it's happening. Okay, it's happening. this is a real yeah, right. conversation. The to differ. This is happening right now. It is being recorded. It exists. <laughs> Now, if we have a moment where we're like, nope, that was an alternate universe. Is that <laughs> I just want to say the Lord allowed okay. us to say those words and Brother DeAndre should not be penalized for the devil taking over for a moment. Oh I got to repent after this episode. So I can go out there. <laughs> hey, you don't have to repent after this episode. Close your eyes. That's... Mm-mm. So then my other issue with um, churches uh, is I do not understand why um, I have to go to church in order to be religious or be spiritual or pray. Because if I can pray every day at home, I'm not understanding why I need to pay 10% of my income to you to hear you talk to me. I need the about money. what I can do at home. I need the money. I walked here and you're driving a BMW. Like it's just not, it's not, it's not connecting. It is connecting. I need your money. I need it. Yeah, no, that's a business though. To me, oh, that's course. a that's a business. Although the Lord, it's an untaxed under the table business. Hey, although the Lord came, although our Lord Jesus Christ, his first time in the church. He threw everything down and said, get the fuck out. This is not a place of worship for my father. You don't need a church to worship. You can worship on the streets. You can worship Mm -hmm. anywhere as long as your heart is pure and you're filled with the love of God. You can worship. But Mm -hmm. I'm still need to get in them pockets, though. Yeah. How (laughs) my family going to eat without your 10%? Sister Brittany. How's my family going to eat, bro? Like, the way my paycheck's set up, that's 10%. That's, that's groceries. What you you coming to church this Sunday, Sister Brittany? No, I'd rather go to brunch. Well, back then, I was <laughs> I hated giving up my money. for you. Hell, um, I am here for the bottomless mimosas. <laughs> the, bottom, the bottomless mimosas are not going to get you into heaven. No, you're no, right. No. But honestly, being Catholic, we, we did get to drink red wine. That was a plus all of my mm, childhood. That's not red wine. That's the blood of Christ. We got cranberry juice, so, you know. He, yeah, well, grape <laughs> juice, too. I, I've had grape juice as well. At blood other of churches. Christ. You're drinking the blood of Christ. That was another thing I got in trouble for, for telling my cousin that it was cranberry juice instead of the blood of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Kendall said that he only has a problem when you're giving money and people at your church are buying unnecessary things. And so, like, obviously, this conversation is a very blanketed conversation. I'm sure there's a bunch of, like, you know, family-owned and ran churches, and there are good people. Like, I'm not saying that people are not good, um, but this is really just about the effects that religion has on the Black community, on the Black household. Um, and on our lives personally, so, but yeah, um, 
it it I still I it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me uh, to pay that. <laughs> I sent Joel ten dollars to Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Joel Osteen didn't even open the doors to his church when like shit was going down. I just want so. you to know that I just typed that because I did did that when I first came to America. Before so, <laughs> I know bro was like that. I know you. Were I'm dead that you're in the comments. <laughs> nah, that's pretty. You just admitted man. to that. That's my, oh, wow. that's my alter ego. Oh my gosh! Um, and Jamal said, "Black churches really be a scam." Yo, Facts. we here. I just wanted this. I just want to interject with an idea I had when I was younger. So I would I wanted to open a church, right? Mm-hmm. You, you type in? No, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> I'm like, and I the right words before I say this. I wanted to open a church and collect the tithes and um preach. I wanted to be a pastor, you know? So I spoke to my pastor and I asked him, yo, what's the benefits of opening a church? He's like, well, it's better than starting a business. I'll tell you that. I was like, what do you mean? It's tax free. <laughs> tax free. And every and all the money you earn from the tithes, you know, you can invest it in the church. Like I do. This nigga was driving a at the time it was like I want to say 2009. He had a 2009 BMW. He had, oh my God, he had a literally the car that I gave him my like random ass description. Hold on, hold on. He had a he had a he had a Nissan Skyliner as a luxury as a as like a little as like a if you remember those Nissan Skyliners, bro, the beautiful race cars. You remember the car that bro was driving in Fast and the Furious? Mm -hmm. That's it. True. Like, True. bro, I had to look at that. Like, sorry, Jamal sending like several messages. I was trying to keep up. So he had said, um, when I stopped believing, <laughs> it was when the church shut down inexplicably. So then we started going to church in a school for like three years. They took the extra money for funds to build and the guest priest. <laughs> yep. And they, honestly, guest priest makes sense. But in my head, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Maybe it's a typo. <laughs> so that's why I slowed down. Like, I have to tackle this. Don't call me to read out loud school. school, at school. Okay. <laughs> um, and they drove three different trucks and of Mercedes course. and a BMW. Of course. What, how, how am I going to be a pastor and serve the Lord without my BMW? Come on now. <laughs> Yo, I have, have, you ever, have you ever heard of the Hope Dealers in the United Kingdom? No. You said the what dealer? The Hope Dealers. No. Oh my God, it's a group. It's a Christian group of Africans. Um, and the leading pastor's name is Pastor Toby. Hold on, let me show you. Let me show you, Pastor, my boy, Pastor Toby, real quick. Okay, you bring up Pastor Toby. I'm gonna pop up this comment though. Um, Kendall had said, I also don't like when churches prophesize that our blessings are going to be money and material things. Blessings come in other ways. Just true, actually. I, I think I've been more blessed and rich since meeting my husband than I was monetarily ever. So. 
I was so sappy, I know. Yes, yes it was. Y'all know him. <laughs> y'all don't even y'all don't even like him for real. But he's such a good man. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> he said in the end they moved and I started reading Charles Darwin and that's the end of my TED talk. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, from here he kind of looks like Tommy. You see that? He does look like Tommy. <laughs> you see that? Suit? I, I see it though. I see it nicer. <clears throat> like with that glare and everything, it's like. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, not, like yeah. as a kid, that was another thing that didn't really click in my head. Like we was giving uh, tips and uh, money yeah. to the to the church, but like. We never had an AC, bro. Like it was a whole fan in that mug. I, I shoot you not in the summer. Church sucked. Okay, <laughs> like it was just so hot. My church had no fans, bro. I don't Damn. know that life. Like I really, I, I understand that I had the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need that input. Okay? Um, but okay. So speaking of stories, um, I did get a story message to me that I was just told that I could share on air. I'm not even gonna hold you and I'm very sorry, Cyrus, but I, I didn't pre-read it. I tried, my attention span wasn't there. I, I had a lot going on. So I'm just gonna read it, right? We gonna hear it the way it was written. <laughs> so, um, but he said, so, okay, when I was little, I was always questioning religion because when you're little, you were taught about Santa and wishing on stars. And I was in the car with my grandma leaving church and I compared me believing in Santa with God. And my grandma said that Santa isn't real. But then I said, but if I believe in God and he is real, and if I believe in Santa and he's not, um, and he's not though. And she said, yeah, and that was the end of that. So as I got older, I was always questioning it, questioning it from Adam and Eve populating the earth to how all of the other gods and goddesses are a myth, but along, but they along with their civilizations that worship them existed before Christianity came into place. And then in my teens, I was dealing with the inner turmoil of my sexuality because you know the whole thing about, oh, it's a sin. But I'm like, okay, if he knows me so well and knows that I'm going to be a sin, then why did he let me exist? So after I finally accepted myself around the age of 17 or 18, I couldn't hang with the religion and left it because it was too much. The hypocrisy and how most of our ancestors were beaten into religion, while the descendants of the ones that beat our ancestors don't believe in the religion themselves, and like himself. And the time that I almost got into a fight with one of the pastor's grandsons and his family because he tried to out me because someone of the church caught him kissing my cousin's boyfriend at the time, Oh, this is getting messy. Okay, I feel you. Let's get into <laughs> let's get into this tea. <laughs> I'm sorry. So later, around the age of 24, I got into paganism because I'm in a cult and a supernatural lover. All of my life, I looked into paganism more and learned of the other religions that exist, like hey, Can you What's go that? back a little bit? 
Yeah. <laughs> Did I say something wrong? No, you didn't say anything no. wrong. I just didn't hear you correctly. Oh, oh, I broke up or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. So later, around the age of 24, I got into paganism because I'm a, a cult and supernatural lover. Now I'm like super like self-conscious. I want you to know that because <laughs> I'm like, what did I, what did I say wrong? Um, all my life. So I looked into paganism more and I learned about other religions that exist like voodoo, Hellenism, Druidism, Wicca, and the difference between witchcraft and Wicca. And that of Christianity and how it spread through the world in a not so Christian way, with which led me to becoming a witch and learning about shadow work, which is something used in psychology. Uh, we're, we're, we're about halfway through, y'all. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but through my new spiritual practice, I grew more and improved on myself greatly. And I love my sister and best friend, but counting her and my two biological siblings, I can only talk about my spirituality with and my personal experiences with my brother and my friend, but not my biological sister. She doesn't want to hear it. But my brother and friend, I can tell them the craziest things that happened throughout my practice. My friend can tell you because she shared some of the spiritual experiences in my practice. It was crazy, scary, and fun. And I love how we have so much respect and love for each other's spiritualities. Um, I mean, a pagan male witch friends with Christian woman sounds like a sitcom, doesn't it? <laughs> we have been a great support for each other. I just lost my spot. Good job, Brittany. Take um, <laughs> I'm working yeah. my way through this. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've been a great support for each other from her going to get some supplies for my practice and just supporting me in my practice in general and me helping her through her hardships and her experiences in life. Um, she had a miscarriage and he said that that was probably one of the scariest and most stressful times of his life. Um, but yeah, I love my sister best friend. She knows me better than my family will ever know in the most simple, oh no, from the most simple to the most complex, she's a true rarity, a great treasure, um, and that he loves his best friend. So, I mean, that was a lot in general, um, just everything, all of the different things that was brought up in that story, um, starting from being told that the tooth fairy's real, Santa's real, the Easter bunny's real, God is real. And then like a little bit older, none of that's real. But that fourth one, believe that, like you haven't seen any of these, but you have to believe that God's real and none of the rest of that is real. Um, as a child, that's that's confusing. <laughs> like either either none of it's real or all of it's real for, you know, at a certain age, obviously the older you get, you can kind of differentiate. Um, but I could see that making a young child question all of reality. And then, like he said, um, religion being used 
against him as he was figuring out his sexuality and throughout his life. Uh, we touched on that earlier, but yeah, I mean, when we talked about child abuse and just raising children and how it's important for us to not um, project like our fears, project our whatever it is about ourselves onto our children and make them self-hate, you see so much of that within very religious households. So, um, yeah, that, that's one of the many reasons why it's like I can't subscribe to something that would make my child feel like less than. My sister is a lesbian. And, like, if my mom ever at any point in time made her feel like she wasn't, like, she was less than or she was a sin or she was going to hell, like, I'm not going to hold you neither one of our psyches are there or strong enough to be able to handle the one person that's supposed to love you telling you that you aren't loved by them because of that. Like, <laughs> so, um, and for you and for honestly, any household to say that, and I'm not saying God or spirituality isn't, you know, high, but to say your religion and your religious beliefs and everything that comes along with that comes above your family, your household, your everything else that causes broken people, confused people. Like it causes a lot of, honestly, generational, that's, I feel like religion and that's what black people don't want to talk about, like religious beliefs and subscribing to these beliefs. That's one of those generational curses we have to break being spiritual, having, like Cyrus said, being, you know, being a witch or being a pagan male, um, having that spiritual belief, um, whatever it may be, is absolutely fine. But weaponizing it against your children, um, subscribing wholeheartedly to something that can make them feel less than or using it to make them feel less than, let me say that, um, is to me a major problem within the black community. And I think when we talk about breaking generational curses, I really feel like making your child subscribe to the same religion you subscribe to is one of those. So I'm gonna put that on the table. <laughs> I mean, I know some of the beliefs we get instilled into us through that religion uh, <clears throat> is a cause for a couple of things wrong with the Black community, like um, the fact that we shouldn't question any authority figures, and yet they're still running around protecting the pedophiles in the family, which is, to an extent, seen as an, as an authority figure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, hold on, that's loud. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you know, I never catch the comments on my page. I had to circle back real quick. <laughs> Heard that. But, um, yeah, I I completely agree with that. I And like I said, being a morally good person and teaching your child good morals, I'm not saying... <laughs> To not do that, <laughs> like, um, and you just don't need a religion to do so. You don't you just make that moral choice to be a good person. Absolutely. We had a conversation 
Um, <laughs> well, Antoine, you had your opportunity, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're working your timing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll tag you. We'll pop in and tag you, okay? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think we had a conversation this weekend with Izzy and um, we were kind of just telling her the truth, what we're, what we're talking about right now, just at a eight-year-old level, um, because she has been told to not. So I don't, do you guys know who Jojo Siwa is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys know that recently Jojo Siwa has come out as being a lesbian. She very recently just cut her hair. She's got like the Ellen DeGeneres kind of young version of it going on, right? I don't know if you've seen that, but <laughs> but when she first came out as being a lesbian, Izzy, who was a huge JoJo Siwa fan, was like, "I hate her," and like it took Jamal and I aback because we're like, "What?" <laughs> she's like, "She's gay, and I hate her because that's bad," and we were like, "What are you talking about?" Like, two of your aunts are gay. Like, <laughs> there's so many people <laughs> in your family. Like. <laughs> You can't, you cannot hold hate in your heart for someone for, for being happy and like having to explain that to her because in her mother's household, she's being taught this. And that's disgusting to me because if you ask my husband, she was a bisexual when they met, but that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) 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 um, It's just like, but that's being taught to a child so young that someone that they idolize just because they're colorful and loves rainbows and glittery things, like, you have to hate her now because as a teenager, because at that point, I think she just became like an adult or even maybe not, but as a teenager, I am on topic. That's part of the topic. (laughs) But as a teenager, um, you, she made a choice. She made the choice that she, she is being true to herself. And, and that's what I mean by making the choice, like making the choice to be true to herself, not saying that being gay is a choice. I'm going to put that out there. Um, but, but being true to who she is and what makes her happy. And we had to really have that conversation with Izzy about like, how the Bible says a lot of things. It says a lot of things. Um, And, you know, just the fact that, that I have tattoos, that that's, that's an issue. Like um, the fact that, I mean, and we didn't tell her this, but the fact that she was created out of wedlock is an issue in the Bible. Like her life as an eight-year-old little girl is a sin (laughs) just because her parents made a decision. So it's, we kind of explained that on that level and she, you know, for the most part got it, but I mean, she got it on a surface level. I can't tell you if I just fucked up her entire psyche. I I honestly, until it plays out later on in life, I won't know. Um, She could be having a conversation on a podcast just like this in 20 years saying that her stepmother just blew her little mind at eight years old. So (laughs) I don't know, but I know that it is important to me that my children, whether she is my stepdaughter or not, know that they have the cognitive choice (laughs) to subscribe to this or not. 
but you need to know all the details and no one's no one ever tells you all the details as especially as a child so i think i rambled a lot but But yeah you're listening you know crazy step crazy crazy stepmom you know no i mean i like seriously she really could just be like damn like I don't even know where to go from here. But at the end of the day, I think anything that teaches self-hate should not be a part of our children's lives. Period. Like, if if this is the generation that stops that shit, that's where it needs to be drawn there. I mean, there's so many other lines. Like, we, we're going from, like, this huge <laughs> plot of land to, like, creating a safe space a little square to raise our children we have a we have a lot of shit to cut out as black people and i think subscribing to the bible is law is one of them um jamal has said the bible tells the story of job and how the devil and god gambled a man's family suffering to test his fate oh he killed his kids and took his wife and his way of life and gave him uh, and gave him a, uh, the disease. Don't forget that part. The disease. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I genuinely feel like while we may not be ready to talk about this, our kids don't. They don't need to to subscribe to a religion. They don't need to go to church. They can they can pray honestly, even if they're not. Praying to God, if they are just, I talk to my mom every day, like, and it's out loud. It's, it's me and my, what makes me feel good. Like, and I move forward. Like, I know that I'm a good person. I know that I put my best foot forward every day. And um, I think that's good enough because I really don't have time. Like life is stressful enough that I don't have time to be worried about what's going to happen when it's over. (laughs) So (laughs) I just, I can't sit here and dwell on after I'm no longer here, what happens. Cause yeah. Like who has time for that? Genuinely. Nobody. You make time for it, but, but who has time for that? Like, cause the people who make time for it are, taking time from something else. I guarantee you that. That's a fact. Whether it be themselves, their family, whatever it is, you're taking time from something to be worried about what's going to happen after and what someone else is doing in their bedroom or what someone else did to their body. I know Jamal had said something last night. He was like on the bus reading (laughs) Harry Potter and someone came up to him and was like, I'm going to pray for you. And it's like, Man, Bitch, no one no asked for that. For you, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> to be honest with you, like no one asked for that. Like, pray for yourself. Like, I'm good over here. Um, it's none of your business. <laughs> right. Or like he was like, you know, being told that playing with Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. I said that right, y'all. Okay. <laughs> because I got like I said it wrong once, and Charles like got on me. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Don't let Charles get on you like that. That nigga can't talk, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, like being told playing with certain things is is of the devil, or listening to rap music or rock music is is of the devil, and it's just like, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. 
<laughs> I'm not I'm not going to hold you and I enjoy this and I'm going to continue to enjoy it because it makes me happy. Rock music um, makes sense though. Certain certain rock music. I, I mean like, like yeah, heavy right. metal like no, no, no. No, heavy, <laughs> stuff heavy where they literally say I'm sense. worshiping the devil through no, music. Heavy, like, heavy metal that don't make sense. It's just you know why rock music makes sense? Um, there's a guy who made a song called Crossroads, and basically he sold his soul at the crossroads so that he can make good music. Oh, I watched that documentary. Yeah, so <laughs> so with that, they started, um, they took that one little story and generalized it for everyone. And, you know, they right. just be scared of what they don't understand. And that was a black man. Yes. Because that's where rock music came from. Anywho, <laughs> it wasn't even rock at the time. It was jazz. It was like when jazz. It, it was it was anything that's not gospel. It was anything that's not, not praising God. And it's just like you don't praise. I God. mean, circling back to the way I kind of started this with Christianity and how it was introduced. It was introduced to us through slavery. It is a image of a white man that we are praising. <laughs> Um, it is honestly, in my opinion, a form of mental slavery. It is to keep is. us enslaved and to keep us subscribed to the white man being our master. That sounds very like Malcolm X, like, but it's true. You know what? You, and... <laughs> you want to know what it really is? Hmm? It is a way to. It is a way to control the masses. You know. It is a way to like. Think about it. Think about it. I'm going to give you two choices, right? I'm going to stay on top. I'm going to give you two choices. Would you rather be broke and die and know that you're just in the dirt or broke and die, but you know you're going to have everlasting life and live with your and see your family again? Which one? I mean, I hear what you're saying, but the being broke part's bad enough. I. <laughs> 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 I remember the being broke part is bad enough. I forget what generation we're from. We already live in half of that part. Bro, the 98, remember, 98% of society is broke. Absolutely. So that's why, you know, religion was a good way to bring people together. It was, it was a way to unify an empire. That's basically what it is. Religion is just a... My brother, but... my brother Charles, I want you to know, my boy Jesus <laughs> may not be as black as we think. That nigga is. Oh, I don't think he's black, right? But if you now look at black, people from that him. area, they're not. They're not pink white either. Yeah. <laughs> like even the white people have some color to him. I mean, he, like I just said in the chat, like he walked around barefoot outside in the sun. There's just no way. Or like in Jesus sandals, that's bare, that, that's, that's barefoot. There's, there's no way he, he didn't catch a tan. No. Like, Cause me I, in the, I, I, me in the summer, I, I'm black. Me no, in the winter, like I'm matching my wall. Like we did. like younger complexion back then. It wasn't until like the 90, not even the 19, the 1700s where, you know, not even 1700. It was like the 1400s, like the close to the 1000s when that area started becoming more lighter and lighter and lighter with yeah. trade with China and all those places. But yeah, obviously, he had the skin of brass. And over. The, my boy had always colonizing something. 
No, I feel you. But um, yeah, so I, I, it's a tough pill to swallow, y'all, and I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you. But honestly, that's just that's what it is. And like I said, I am a spiritual person, and I subscribe to a how I, I, I subscribe to the idea of a higher power. I do believe in praying. I do believe in the power of prayer. I believe in all of that. Um, I'm just not going to put a title on it and I'm not going to follow a book of, I'm not going to follow a book <laughs> on how to live my life. Because if there's no book to how to parent my child, then there can't be a book to how to live my life. Because obviously, as long as there's been parents to children, shouldn't there be a book on how to do that properly? Because there isn't. There's a bunch of other parents who think they have a good idea and they write books. And that's how I'm going to view the Bible, because there's all these different versions who thought they had the best version of the story and the right translation. It just it doesn't I, I can't sit here and say I'm Christian, I'm Catholic, I'm I'm Muslim, I'm this, that or the third, because the stories are very similar. And when you subscribe completely into the beliefs of the Bible, we would have suicide bombers, too. Like it, it's just it's what parts you're you're picking and choosing to believe and move forward with. Now we life. got suicide bombers. Remember, they that they definitely was bombing niggas. No, you're right. They bombed the church. So like that absolutely proves my point. Like we we sit here and say that Muslims are terrible people because there's a sector within their religion that are doing terrible things and calling it religion, and we're seeing that on a wide scale within the black community with Christianity. And it may not be suicide bombing and like actually killing people, but it is morally, emotionally, and spiritually killing a lot of people. Yeah, the Pope, <laughs> the Pope, he sanctioned slavery. He said slavery was part of God's work and that black people, you know, should hold that. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> with that being like said, that's just, yeah, I like like I said earlier, I think that that's really one of those generational curses that we we have to fucking we have to stop. <laughs> like you just have to be willing to look into it closer as well. I mean, yeah, like I said, be morally sound. Pick and choose the stories that make you feel good as a person. But like the business of the church, the covering for the evil doings with religion, um, the not minding your own business and allowing people to just live their lives and be happy. Like all of that, that comes along with the title of being a Christian or a whatever. <laughs> um, it, it, it just can't, it can't continue. <laughs> not if we want to, to heal and be whole as people. They don't want that. You know that. <laughs> no, they don't want, they don't want, and that's the issue, <laughs> is that <laughs> they don't want us to heal as people, and we're allowing that poison that they've put into us however many years ago to continue. Honestly, circling back to, like, Pokemon, it's like <laughs> when you can put a status condition on that, on that, that mon, and it's just chipping away at its life and it's just trying to push through this battle but like at the end of every battle that poison kicks in and and 
fucks you up. And that's really what we're putting into our children's minds. We're putting into other people's minds. It's just this constant like self hatred or this like needing to be better than a human can be. <laughs> so impossible. It, it's impossible. And it's like, you can't live your life happy if you're living your life by the standard of anyone, honestly, anyone. If you're living by your parents' standards, you're never going to live up to it. If you're living by anyone else's standards other than you doing what's best for you, you you're, you're never going to be happy. So, and if we're only here for, you know, on average, what, 70-ish years, 80 years, and that's not, I'm not talking about black people averages, I'm talking about general. Um, if we're only here for a certain amount of time, then be happy is how I view it. Yeah, you just gotta live your life, enjoy it, you know? Live morally sound. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't gotta, you don't gotta, <laughs> you don't gotta, uh, you don't gotta subscribe to that religious way of life. You just gotta live your life as a good person. As long as you know you're a good person, there's nothing that can really break Shake your spirit, that foundation. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, making sure I touched every topic I wanted to touch on. <laughs> um, did anyone? Did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up on the topic before? No, honestly, we covered all the parts of the topic yeah. I expected. I always feel good when we're able to like tackle something like well. <laughs> I don't know. We did have a couple moments. <laughs> Gotta have a little humor sprinkled in there, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. What's life without it? That's what I'm here exactly. for, you know? <laughs> you just here to. <clears throat> You know, you see that you see bro that be the meat guy that be chopping up the meat and sprinkling it in people's mouth. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, where where nah, would I you see that? Like you've never seen that social media when you're talking about the salt bay dude. Yes, I have no clue what you're talking about. We don't have the same social media apparently. <laughs> 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 it was a dude that had like a special uh soul technique. He did the uh drop the soul down his elbow and shit. Yeah, I've absolutely never seen that. What? Well, what's what he about to do though? I'm watching. I come on, bro. Get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what made him famous right there. I think honestly, I now that I've seen it, I've seen the meme of it, like just like the the frozen picture, not the video. Bro, I'm trying to find way. Like he he would pour, do that to the chicken and then pour it in people women's mouth. Like niggas would be there looking at a neck, a grown man feed their child, feed their woman meat. I'm meat. Back to the topic of religion. Um, I, I mean, I was I was gonna <laughs> let him like circle it back. I was waiting, right? I was like, "Where is this going?" Oh. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I, I, I can let that happen to me. You feel me? Be safe though, but not me. As a good Christian, of course. 
dead. I was really just um, like, <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 where are we going? I just I wanted, wanted to dead. tell that story real quick, you know? Okay, well, we you. appreciate <laughs> We appreciate you telling that story, Shag, getting that off your heart. <laughs> I just wanted to sprinkle that in there, you know? No That's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. Um, okay, so next week, I won't be here because it is my husband's birthday. Um, but like DeAndre. Hmm? You like 55 now? He'll be 31. 55? <laughs> um, but DeAndre will be running, um, you know, a little guy's night. A few a few episodes ago, a little while ago, he wasn't there and I had the moms on and we talked about mom things. Um, so DeAndre will be taking over next week and you will be talking about, I'm going to kick it over to you. Toxic masculinity. I got to be there for that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, about um, in real life and online, and how we can like fix it. We can never fix toxic masculinity. <laughs> uh, you're a lost win. cause, but we can try. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, it's kind of like the vaccine, right? It's like the herd situation. We can get eighty percent over. <laughs> Let me show you why we can never fix toxic masculinity. Uh oh. All right, so <laughs> DeAndre, you that know is what we are talking about. That is what that is what DeAndre will be talking about next week. Um, so we look forward to that. Um, I'll be in the comments from from an undisclosed location because <laughs> it's a surprise. Say I was my taunting you down. No, no, no. As Jamal just can't know what we're doing, so. Gotcha. Um, I'll be in the comments though, so I'll be here for all the all the craziness. <laughs> I'll keep y'all on topic from the comment section. <laughs> so yo, DeAndre. Hmm. I know I gotta be on for that segment. Of course. You gonna be available for that segment? Huh? You gonna be available you for that segment? He's waiting on his schedule. Yeah. He'll tell I'm, you I'm when it I'm missing class that day. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. I'm gonna let him know. Hey, I gotta leave class early because of work. <laughs> if she says no, then I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So until next week, um, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay unapologetically black. Always and forever. Have Peace a good out. night. Good night.